morning. Welcome to the AM Show with Austin and Matt. Welcome to your Friday. This is our sports day, um, and we're going to start at the top with college football, like I think we have done in the past couple weeks. Um, the first thing's up, UConn cancels their 2020 football season, so there will be no football for UConn. Um, it's UConn, is fine. Yeah, it's the first FBS team to do so, but they're independent, so with everyone doing conference only, they're kind of, you know, left without games to play. Um, and they're not that good of a team anyway. I didn't so. know they were independent. Yeah, they don't have a conference. so Interesting. So even their basketball team is independent as well? No, their basketball team is in a division, but their football team is independent. Oh. I don't remember what division the basketball team's in, but it's uh, they have a division. Um, but yeah, that doesn't really shake college football much. Um, there was a massive COVID outbreak that infected 28 players and several staff members at Rutgers, so... Um, I think they're taking a page out of Clemson's playbook. Probably not the best. Uh, probably not the best play for them to pick. <laughs> out of all the ones you could have taken out of Clemson's playbook, um, the COVID outbreak was probably the last thing that I would have suggested they pick. I only know them because of betting. Only because I already know that name. Well, <laughs> they've been around a while, so. <laughs> um, out of the Pac-12. Um, hashtag we are united was trending it's a Pac-12 player protest they're threatening to opt out of the preseason camps and the games if their demands aren't met Um, some of those demands are they want a written contract guaranteeing safe play uh, fighting against racial injustice securing economic rights and fair compensation protecting all sports and obtaining long-term health insurance so they said until they get that in a written contract they Will not be playing um but it almost feels kind of like uh just pushing their boundaries with the NCAA seeing how far they can go um one the ASU quarterback tweeted out wanting 50-50 revenue split and that will never happen so um until they put some specifics in there uh at, at this point it's just a um hearsay to too many schools NCAA is too big well, yeah and one Pac-12. If any conference is going to get bargaining rights, it's not going to be Pac-12. Oh. SEC, Big Ten, and even the Big Twelve come before Pac-12. So, um, I say even A M. What's it? A double ACC would even come before Pac-12. Mm, I don't think so yeah, because the only the yeah. only the only solid yeah. team out of the ACC is Clemson. Yeah. Florida State was solid for a while, but they're not. They're not trash. They're trash. NCU's okay. Huh. NCU North Carolina yeah they're fine but they're building they're not a powerhouse yet but well a powerhouse besides Oregon's in Pac-12 Stanford USC oh, oh really yeah. no I mean they USC I would put in the same category as Florida State they were once great teams that are not so great right now but USC has a bigger legacy than FSU does um, Stanford is a bigger contender than anyone out of the ACC except Clemson I think Oregon is, I would say, just the tier below Clemson. Um, you have Arizona State, which are is another building program. Um, so, I, yeah, I think there's more power in the Pac-12 than the ACC. So. Okay, sorry. And I know, I, I'm forgetting somebody, but I don't remember. Oh, Washington and Washington State are both in the Pac-12. So, um, I mean, I guess they could be on the same playing field, but... I wouldn't put one above the other. 
Um, in the NFL, Matthew Stafford, news broke last week of him testing positive for coronavirus. Turns out it was a false positive, so he does not have coronavirus. Um, but 56 players, or 2% of the NFL, have tested positive since this training camp began, um, including names such as Von Miller and Ezekiel Elliott. So um, 2% is not a number to scoff at, and if it gets above 5%, they're going to do day-to-day testing. Um, they're going to mandate that across the league. So, um, Doug Peterson, head coach of the Eagles, did test positive for coronavirus. Uh, so... I think that's the first head coach I've heard of contracting it, which brought me to a question, though. Since some of those coaches are older, like uh, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, uh, some of the older coaches in the league, if they get it and they die, you know how much that'll shake up the sports world? Like, <laughs> that would be crazy. I can't think, is it, what, Reed? Um, Andy Reed? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine he got it. And, oh, uh, man. And what's his name? Bruce Arians? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they are. Uh, I would say very high risk for. I think about that. I coronavirus. Honestly, forgot about the coaches for some reason. We were just like, like it's so like the news is so player oriented that the coaches are like I uh, almost overshadowed a little bit. I totally forgot about like, coaches having a chance and twenty coaches. Coaches are older, so. Uh, the Jags had or Jags quarterback Gardner Minshew. Uh, was on the COVID reserve list, but he has tested positive, tested negative as well. So, so far we haven't had a big name quarterback test positive. Um, and the deadline to opt out was Thursday, um, which is yesterday um, at 4 p.m. So the deadline's already over while we're speaking. Um, so does that mean that if they get COVID, what happens? They have to be put on the reserve list, but they can't opt out of the season now. So. They were, so they will officially take a roster spot on their team. Um, and so if they decide they don't want to play or get coronavirus, they'll have to be put on the reserves, which takes up a spot on the team. Kind of like, like they're injured. Kind yeah, of. Like yeah. If they, it, it'll be classified as an injury. Um, new names popped up on the dead opt-out list. C.J. Mosley, Damian Williams, who is not leaving because of coronavirus. His mom has stage four cancer, so he's going to take the season off for that. And Devin Funches, uh, I think he's with Green Bay, um, are players that were added to the opt-out list. Um, No really big names, which was surprising. I would have expected at least one or two of them that were more health-conscious, but um, I guess they'll just take their money and... If something happens, sit on the reserves. Um, OBJ said the NFL should cancel the season. He said league owners don't see them as human and only care about money, uh, but he did not opt out, so who knows. He said he was happy with the Browns facility, according to a Cleveland reporter, so I guess he feels like his health will be fine, Um, but he did say that he thought the NFL should have canceled the season. Um, especially considering they're not going to do a bubble, which, as you've seen with the MLB, has not worked out very well, and we'll get to them in a minute. Um, but I just don't see how you can have a season uh, and allow allow players to move across the country and go back home and you know have some free travel and not infect the league. Like all it takes is one, 
you get they get tackled by somebody they get it their entire team gets it so it's just like I mean baseball has had two teams now go down with COVID and they don't even interact that much (laughs) they go out stand out in the field by themselves (laughs) so uh, (laughs) I'm not too sure how the NFL plans to get around that um last news piece from the NFL actually there's two I just I feel like wouldn't NFL have more money NFL teams are worth a lot more than NBA, so how is NBA able to create up that bubble like that where NFL isn't? Because the NHL and NBA commissioners are a lot smarter than the NFL commissioner, <laughs> Roger Goodell. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's not a very smart man, and uh, I don't think he... He's he's always behind the curve. He's never ahead of the curve. He waits till something happens and then has to react to it rather than just taking precautionary measures. And I think this is one of those. I think he's banking on the fact that maybe the they'll have protocols to keep it under control. And I don't think he wants to fork up the money to secure a stadium or several cities to house players. So, Because, um, honestly, they could have take, done the same exact thing the NHL did. Take two cities. Take your NFC, put them in one city. AFC, put them in another city. Play only conference games. And then out of that, take your playoff contenders from each conference and then go find another place to go play your playoffs in. It, it makes sense, but hindsight... Well, it's not even hindsight. It's foresight. is not that good with Roger Goodell. So. Yeah. Um, Antonio Brown, Mr. Big Chest, made news again this week. He's suspended eight games for violating personal conduct policy. He is currently not with a team, um, and but he did tweet the other day that it seems as though he's going to gear up for a comeback. Uh, right now, the favorite to sign him are the Packers, followed by the Seahawks. Um, and he took passes from Russell Wilson over the summer, so there may be some chemistry there. I don't know. Um, but when he does come so back, is he, is he is he suspended the first eight games no matter what, if he has a team or not, or only once he gets a team, then he suspended eight games? Once he has a contract, he has to serve an eight-game suspension. So oh, my goodness. It would be better for a team to get him now, serve yeah. early, and then have him in the playoffs. Because if he's like two, three weeks in and then he gets a team, then he has to do another eight more weeks. Oh, my goodness. Well, at that point, you he would be out for the season if he waits that long. Is it only 10 weeks or 10 games? Mm-hmm. Well, typically, it's a 16-week season. So oh, well... If you, if you, he only played what one week last week last year anyway yeah he didn't even play a snap for the Raiders so I mean it's um that's really funny how he just got in got one touchdown from Brady and then just laughed or whatever happened there uh, there's rumors that the Seahawks are gearing up to make another trade looks like they're gonna get rid of Jadavion Clowney they can't reach an agreement uh, so the top prospects for them are Everson Griffin and Clay Matthews for uh, to fill that spot. So wow. Clay Matthews coming to... We will prob- we'll probably have news next week on how that deal goes down. It looks like it'll be in the next week. So. I saw some posts giving predictions that Russell Wilson will uh, get MVP this year. Doubt it. Doubt it. <laughs> Doubt it. <laughs> I think you have much better front runners in Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes than Russell Wilson. So, um, I think I think Wilson. for I think for a while it'll be. Jackson and Mahomes trading out MVPs. No way. I mean, but every time you get these high-profile quarterbacks who can run and pass and make these spectacular plays, they're always winning MVPs. Cam Newton racked up MVPs when he was doing his thing over in Carolina, but no one likes uh, 
and again, Russell Wilson's a mobile quarterback, but he's not. He doesn't make the flashy plays that Mahomes and Jackson do. So I just don't think that he'll take the MVPs from them. It'll be them for a long time. Even over Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just because they have a better overall well, team, or Bur- they're just overall better? Burrow is, I think, more natural as a pocket passer. He'd just sit back and make it, pick his targets. He can run, and he did run a lot in college. But I would assume that the NFL is not going to make him run as much, um, especially considering a couple big hits and he's done because he's not an agile guy. He uh, in college when he runs, he takes the hits, and you can't do that in the NFL and have a long career. So. I would say that they're going to push him to stay in the pocket and uh, make his throws then to run. So it's all about flashy players where the MVP award is. Playmakers, people who can extend plays, and Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes do that to a T. So um, I don't think anyone's going to take the MVP from them for a while. Um, in other football news, this is what I hinted at last past Wednesday. Um, the Rock is buying the XFL for $15 million with Redbird Capital. Um, but he's buying mostly the rights. He doesn't get any TV contracts, coach contracts, player contracts. All he's getting is the right to say it's the XFL. So um, Vince McMahon put $200 million into it. So I would expect another at least $100 million from the pair to get it functional. Um and the only reason it was up for sale is because it went bankrupt after COVID hit. So they weren't able to generate any money and went bankrupt. So the XFL has a new owner. Um, maybe third time's a charm. Maybe. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. I'm just, could they change it to something else? What do you mean? Like a different sport? Maybe. I don't think so. Because it's extreme football league. I mean, Rebrand? I mean, I don't know. Well, then why would you pay $15 million for the rights to have it in the first place? Unless you just love XFL in the way that sounds, but I don't. Uh, he said he's going he's gonna to put his heart into it to ensure that football fans around the world have a second alternative. But when you're competing with um, the NFL and um, college football playoffs and the NBA season, it's just like no one cares about the third string NFLers who are making their own league. So, um, what do you make it international? Uh, that could work, but American football is not as big internationally. Um, it's not a huge sport. So, my um, the best thing I could see is striking a deal with the NCAA and allowing players who don't want to go to college to go into the XFL as kind of a feeder league. And so you get good talent rather than the talent that's either fading out of the NFL or couldn't make the NFL. Instead, you have a breeding ground of prospects who are new, fresh, and can show off skills outside of college. Then who would, uh, who would want to go to the uh, college then if you could just go to the XFL? Well, until the XFL builds a big name, you're still going to want to go to schools like Alabama, Clemson, um, any of the... I don't, I don't see that working. Um well, a lot of players already don't like the fact that they have to go to college in the first place. Um, and it's especially prevalent, like think about the NBA. Ben Simmons was very outspoken about not wanting to go to college. He, they play one year and they're done. The NCAA or the NFL requires them to play two years outside of high school 
Um, so you have to be an upcoming junior. After your junior season, you can be drafted. Uh, and so for a lot of players, I think they would prefer to go play a year in the XFL and then take off. But that would be for supreme players like Trevor Lawrence or Jadavian Clowney when he was a high school recruit. Big names like that would go straight to the XFL, play a season, and then move up. I mean, I would want that to happen because that seems... I get it. I get it. But wouldn't people... Wouldn't a whole bunch of like lobbyists and NCAA and colleges and stuff like lobby against that? I'm sure they will, but there's not much they can do if there's the NFL... If they're still following the NFL rules. So if they could convince the NFL to do one year outside of high school, um, then you could just serve a year in the XFL then move up to NFL or even if it's two so even if it, even if they do it now and they make it to where it's the college thing um, what do they need to do to make it work and the players would just go to the XFL the XFL would draft them so out of high school because it's NFL policy that they have to do two years outside of high school. So they would do the same thing as colleges are doing, but for XFL. Yeah, you would just play for a, a league that you can make money in rather than go to college. But there are still some people who would rather take a college route, get their education. Um, again, Alabama is a bigger name than XFL is. So for a while, you would still see most of the talent going to colleges, but that would probably shift away if it was successful in doing that. So That's interesting. Um, like the G League for basketball or playing over in Europe, that's what players like, uh, was it LaMelo Ball? Instead of going to college, he played over in uh, Europe for a couple of years, tried to increase his draft stock. I don't think it went anywhere, but... Definitely went somewhere. I'm pretty sure he's like prospected to be like top 10 draft pick. I haven't really heard of him. I know, no, don't quote me on that. Two years. That was like that was like five, six months ago. But last time I checked, he was still like top prospect. Yeah, I, I, he just fell off the face of the earth. You I can look it up real quick. See I, if you can, I haven't heard of him. So. I'm actually curious to see if there's any news on like his prospect chances or wherever we would even look that up. I find it weird though that we heard so much about him and they just like fell off a cliff. Like, well, COVID, everything stopped. Well, I didn't, you didn't hear about him before COVID either. Yeah, you did. The Ball family? Yeah. I haven't heard anything about the Ball family since Lonzo got drafted to the Lakers. Bro, I mean, I don't hear as much, as much about them, but, like, you still, back before COVID hit, you'd still see clips and stuff on Instagram if you follow, like, basketball pages. It looks like LaMelo's going to the 2020 draft, so some people say he would number one. Yeah, so he's still a high prospect. And, and that's an example of not going to college getting development in a different league and then going to the NBA. Um, hey, I mean, maybe maybe if he gets dra- if he gets drafted first, or even if he gets drafted top five, that's actually a big sign that could work. Well, it, there's other people who have played over in Europe and then get drafted, but, I mean, typically, unless you're playing on scholarship or you're getting paid good money to go over there, it costs more to go over there than it does to play there. Because they don't get paid near as much as professional leagues in America do. So what would happen then? I guess I guess what you would do is, is if you went to XFL for two years and didn't get drafted, could you stay in there and yeah. try to build yourself up, or would you leave and then like? Well, yeah, it would be its own league. You you would immediately be playing professional football with the opportunity to jump up to the NFL at some point. 
Um, so you get paid maybe like a fraction of what NFL players would be paid. The best, the best domestic example is hockey. Um, the NHL drafts hockey players out of high school. They don't have to serve any time outside of high school to be eligible. Um, but if they don't get drafted, they go play in minor leagues. They, Wouldn't that be the same for baseball? Yeah, and, and they get they get paid. How much do they get paid? Not not a whole lot. Um, is it like a living? If, can you live off of it? Kind of deal? like you don't have to have another job, or like it depends. If you're a high prospect, you could live off of it. But if you're not, you have to have another job, uh, especially in the off season. But um, it's still money that you can put aside and pay for some bills. But it uh, allows you to develop your talent with similarly talented players, keep yourself fresh, and learning new stuff. And then hopefully make that jump up to the NHL. So, um, and then there, there's a structure of minor leagues within itself. Like locally, we have the Ice Bears. They play in the SPHL, which doesn't have a high chance of going to the NHL. Um, but the I believe it's called the EHL, Eastern Hockey League. They very often move up and down from NHL rosters. So how much people the people who play at for Ice Bears make? Um, they could probably make, uh, I think they make 200 bucks a week. So 800 bucks a month during the season. Uh-huh. Um, and then when they're off season, they don't get paid. So that's all they make. Yeah, I believe players? so. I, I believe the average player makes about $200 in the SH, SPHL a week. So. Dang, that's not, it's not good. It's, yeah, it's not a whole lot, but I mean, if you're doing what you love, and you can secure another job and you're happy with it. I mean... Yikes. <laughs> I thought they got paid a lot more than that. No, it's not a lot. Um, yeah, we went and watched them. I thought they were decent. Like, yeah, they're good players, but... So you're saying NHL players are way better than... They're in another those. tier, yeah. They're far, far and away better. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. Hockey's a weird sport. Um... Like, I encourage everyone, get you a pair of skates, get you a stick, and then just go out and see what you can do, and then go watch NHL. It's like world of difference. Like, anyone can go out and shoot a free throw or dribble the basketball around and shoot three-pointers. Anyone can do that. Again, NBA players play at a higher level and have far more control and uh, accuracy. But... You, it doesn't look like two different sports side by side, but you sit and watch someone like high school hockey and NHL hockey side by side, it looks like two different sports. They move faster, their stick handling's better. It's just hmm. otherworldly. So, um, In the MLB, they um, sent severe revised protocols to all teams following the Marlins and Cardinals outbreaks. Um, and they threatened to suspend players or staff members for repeated or flagrant violations. Um, and here are the following um, protocols set in place. Players and staff must wear face coverings at all times, including the dugout and clubhouse. The only exception is when they are on the field. Um, they must reduce the size of their travel parties to only personnel necessary to play the game. They can no meeting in hotel rooms or gathering in public areas. They're discouraged from facing one another while eating. They're encouraged to eat separately. No side-by-side seating on buses, and there must be empty rows between the players. No leaving seats except for the bathroom on planes, and no cloth face mask on planes. It must be surgical or N95 masks, and no going out when home. 
Furthermore, they have compliance officers that will be watching the players and making sure all the rules and protocols are followed um, with the threats of suspension. Uh, I was about to say, how are they going to enforce that until you said that? Yeah. Dang, they even get rid of cloth mask? Mm-hmm. On a plane. You can't wear a cloth mask on a plane. What's yeah. the difference between wearing that on a plane versus not on a plane? Uh, I guess they think... I don't know. I guess, <laughs> I guess planes have... No sense. Higher chance of... I don't know. Transmission. That doesn't make any sense to me. If the, I mean, if they don't have their own plane and they're, they have to rent or charter a plane out, then you don't know who was on the plane before you, then it could be just a safety measure that way but um, yeah no cloth masks on the plane but uh, that just sounds like a whole lot of hell yeah like the NBA players are living it up in their bubble in Orlando playing golf swimming by the pools (laughs) doing whatever they want to do basically and they've had uh, um, 343 tested and zero positive results since July 29th so um, as of right now, there's no coronavirus in the NBA bubble, as far as we're aware. Um, similarly, the NHL is in a bubble. Uh, they've administered 7,013 COVID tests, zero, zero positives. Damn. Um, okay, NHL. So I think that's clear indication that a bubble works and um, is raises further questions on why the NFL isn't pursuing a bubble as well. So... I was just thinking it's off topic, but I know like the price ranges of like NFL and NBA. But what's the price ranges that players make salary salary wise in NHL? Um, the highest paid NHL player is. Um, I know we talked about this before, but I don't remember what we said. But they get paid. I forgot. He, um, Blake Wheeler. It says his twenty nineteen salary was ten million dollars for a year. What's the lowest? Um, I was I would say hundreds of thousands. Um, Alex Ovechkin's contract is um, quite massive. Let me look that up real quick. Get the numbers for that. Um, Thirteen year, one hundred and twenty four million dollar contract. <laughs> wow. So, and that's what the Capitals one hundred and twenty four million guaranteed, which is a salary of about ten million dollars a year. Um, let me see the lowest NHL contract if they can pull that up. Uh, the minimum wage is six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It's raising this year to seven hundred thousand and next year to seven hundred fifty. So you're telling 000. me right now the minimum salary is this per year or just what's what's mean? Yeah, per year salary per, per year, year is seven hundred thousand dollars. Where where our poor old ice bears are making two hundred dollars a week. Different level of talent. That's crazy. Um, but it's only one league below, or is it two leagues below? It's several leagues below. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, then what's the... You said the EHL is right below NHL? Yeah. They're what's right. below EHL? I don't remember. There, There's tons of minor leagues. Oh, so you're saying SPHL is way, way low. Yeah, it's just kind of regional minor league. Oh. There, there, I don't think there has ever been a player that has gone from the SPHL to the NHL... But I do know there's been players from the SPHL to go to the EHL. So they can make that jump, but typically the next jump's too much. How much is the minimum for EHL? Uh, let me look up. $480,000 is the minimum for the NFL, so NHL's got a higher minimum. minimum that's crazy. Um, hmm, interesting. That's actually kind of crazy. 
Does that mean that NHL gets more like um, constant or cons- or you know like? Oh, I'm sorry. It's not the EHL. It's the ECHL, which is the East Coast Hockey League, um, and that's the league directly below the NHL. Um, let me see their average salary. But I wonder if the, if the minimum salary for NHL is so much higher than the NFL is that because they have a more constant like stream of revenue. Um, well, they can draw a bigger crowd because the, the hockey is far more popular worldwide than American football is, especially with the Canadian market. Oh, so it's more internet, more international than NFL is. Yes. Okay. Uh, the ECHL salary is six hundred a week, so that's a that's big. a huge jump. Yeah, the SPHL salary is between forty two hundred and fourteen thousand a year, so. That's such a big jump from $600 a week, which is what yearly? 52 times 6, I can't do quick math. Well, but. so 14000 a year for the SPHL per week, that's $270 average over every week. Uh, $600 a week for the ECHL. Now, they don't get paid in the offseason, but yeah. assuming they got paid every week, it would be 31000 31000 so. minimum salary to 700000 in just one up league? That's crazy from going from that league up to the A few veterans in the ECHL make over $1,000 a week. So. And that's um, better. Rookie players are required to be paid at least $445 a week. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, much higher. Okay, like if, if you would, if, okay, if you came out of high school and didn't make it to the NHL but made it to the, what, ES? ECHL. ECHL. C-H-L, whatever. East Coast Hockey League. There you got it. Yeah, you have it. You said it, whatever. Anyway, if they went from high school to that, making a minimum of four fifty a week, that's not bad at all, actually, for like someone right out of high school. You also but, have the AHL, which is the American Hockey League, which is another feeder for the NHL. And I would actually say that's probably more of a direct feeder because um, most NHL teams have a affiliate team in the AHL that they pull from roster spots and stuff. Um, like the Predators, the Predators have the Milwaukee Admirals are their feeder team, and so they're constantly pulling people from the AHL up and sending people from the NHL down between the two teams. What? So how does that work then? What do you mean? You're pulling people in up and down. The the AHL's average salary is fifty one thousand a year, so which is higher than the ECHL. Yeah, but still, if you're saying the minimum salary is that for the NHL, then the AHL, what you said it was yeah. If they're like, are you saying they're moving up and down like between year, like between seasons? Are you saying or like mid season they'll like yeah, pull people mid mid season they can do acquisitions and pull people up from the AHL. So so people can be making fifty one thousand a the AHL and then mid season be brought up to seventy or seven hundred thousand. Yeah. What the heck? Um, or you can be making seven hundred thousand and then get dropped and go down to fifty one thousand. I think That's crazy. I think I think there's um, stipulations in there since they're feeder teams that maybe there's a little loophole there that they don't have to pay them immediately 700000 Yeah, yeah, but... Um, but it's like baseball, pulling people up from the minors and sending them down to the minors. You know... It's the same exact... You know how like, devastating that would be to make it to the NHL and then get put back down into an eighth oh, Grind harder. Make it up. Dang, that would suck. Um... Since the NHL started back, we've been playing qualifying games. Um, so far, the Hurricanes are the first team to secure their playoff spot outside of the top four from each conference. Um, so, again, there's 12 teams from each conference. Four have already been guaranteed one of the eight spots. 
The remaining eight teams are playing for the four spots remaining, and the Hurricanes have um, secured that spot as of right now. Um, so the last piece we have, uh, UFC, we uh, we covered the Derek Brunson and Edmund Shabazian fight last week. Um, I predicted Shabazian to win. I was wrong. <laughs> he got TKO'd in round three. Um, and it looks like the hype around him was probably too big. Um, so yeah, I, I got wrecked on that pick. Um, what was your hype around him again? Well, he's, his coach is Ronda Rousey, or he's been training with Ronda Rousey. It's like his mentor. Mm-hmm. He was 12-0, and big up-and-comer. Up and then I guess Derek Brunson was the big first big test of his career, and oh. he lost. So, um, yeah. Um, this weekend, we have the Black Beast, Derek Lewis, taking on the boa constrictor, Alexi Olenek, which should be a banger of a fight. Um, Derek Lewis is 23-7 and seven in the MMA. He's 14-5 and five in the UFC. Ten of those 14 wins come by knockout. Some of his wins are a decision over Francis Ngannou. Uh, he knocked out Alexander Volkov, and he had a decision win over Elir Latifi. Um, and some of his losses are knockout to Mark Hunt. Uh, he lost to Cormier in a title fight by submission, and he lost to Junior Dos Santos by knockout. Um, and his last two wins come by decision. Um, so he's had 10 knockouts in his 14 wins, but his last two have been decisions. Um, Alexi Olenek, on the other hand, is 59-13-1 and 13 and one in the MMA and 8-4 and four in the UFC. Six of his eight wins come by submission. Uh, that includes Mark Hunt, and his most recent fight was a decision over um, Fabricio Verdum. Um, he's had knockout losses to Walt Harris, Alistair Overeem, and Curtis Blades. Um, and those are three of his four losses. Uh, so the question this weekend is, will uh, Derek Lewis's cardio hold up? Um, if he gets taken to the ground, it's likely that he will be gassed out by Atlantic and submitted. Um, however, I do think that uh, if it stays on the ground, Derek Lewis will take the fight. I predict a Derek Lewis knockout of Alexi Olenek, um, which would put him in another good spot to be um, maybe in contention for a title fight. Maybe a, maybe one more fight after this, but he will definitely be in the same conversation again um, following his previous title fight to Cormier, which he lost. So, um, should be a good fight. Um I don't think it'll go to decision. I think so, it will. You think it'll be a decision? Mm-hmm. Who wins? I don't know. <laughs> it'll be a decision. <laughs> yeah, I can put the coin on that. But it'll be a decision. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think Derek Lewis understands the gravity of the situation, that if he gets taken down, he's going to get worked like a uh, like a puppet. Anything Olenek wants to do to him, he will do. Uh, so I think he'll know going into the fight that he's got to knock his ass out. So... Derek Lewis will be swinging for the fences and Atlantic will be trying to take it to the ground breaking his arm, so I don't see that lasting 15 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um, actually, 25 minutes to main event. Is it, a title fight? Is it a title fight? It's not a title, but it's the main event, so main events are 25 minutes. 
except last weekend's, which was 15, but that's because they replaced the original main event, which was supposed to be a Holly Holm fight. That didn't happen. Oh. So. That's what I was confused yeah. about. Okay. I don't think either of them had the cardio to go 25, so. <laughs> they either. Decision. Either Derek Lewis knocks them out, Atlantic submits them, or they both die just <laughs> out of exhaustion. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we'll see. We're just a whole bunch of, like, shots in the nuts or eye pokes. So they oh just sit there and just <laughs> waste last, time. Last weekend was full of nut shots. That was an impressive amount of nut shots <laughs> in only, what, what, 10 fights? Yeah, it was crazy. Um, but that is all I have. Do uh, you have anything to add? All right, well, we'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend, and thanks for listening.